Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Around the Green podcast. This is the podcast about all things FC Motown, the semi-professional soccer club based in Morristown, New Jersey. My name is Charlie Brooks, and I'll be hosting this podcast throughout this upcoming season for FC Motown. I worked for the club last summer as the play-by-play broadcaster for home games and live-tweeted away games from the team account. Also, I'm from Morristown, New Jersey, so I found out about the club as someone from the area. This podcast got its name thanks to soccer broadcaster Jonathan Yardley, a Morristown native himself. The name Around the Green is based off the center of Morristown, and one of the hotspots in town, the Morristown Green. And now a little background on the team. FC Motown was founded in 2012 and currently plays in the National Premier Soccer League in the Keystone Conference, which they won the Keystone Conference Championship the last two years. And they hosted the NPSL National Championship in 2018. Last year, they made it to the Northeast Semifinal. The club also plays in the Garden State Soccer League based in New Jersey. The team was founded by current owners Scott Kinzierski and Dan Karrison. Dan will be joining me later to talk about the club and its vision for the upcoming season as well as the future. The team has been coached by Sachi Hot and Alan McClintlock and played their home games at Drew University. Also, the club has some very good alumni who have played for them in the last few years, including Kodai Ida, Christiana Francois, Dilly Duca, and RJ Allen. RJ Allen played for the club last summer and then went to Philadelphia Union during the season. Expect another very strong squad this spring and summer as Motown competes in the NPSL and the U.S. Open Cup. Motown learned their U.S. Open Cup opponents for round one last week. They will be facing New York Pancyprian Freedoms based out of New York in a game slate to take place on March 25th at 7 p.m. on the campus of Montclair State University. Well, that is your history lesson on the club. After this short break, I'll be joined by co-founder Dan Carrison, also co-owner, and ask him about the club, the goals for this season, and the future plans of the club. So to go anywhere, you won't want to miss this. And now I am pleased to be joined by FC Motown co-founder and co-owner Dan Carrison. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Charlie. Very exciting to uh, be on and be uh, guest number one on your exciting podcast. So, Dan, how did you decide to get involved in running a soccer team? Well, it started um, in 2012 when um, I basically moved to the suburbs and... I was uh, trying to stay busy, and our co-owner, Scott Kondersky, formed a co-ed soccer team. Um, We entered the No Idea Sports League in Morristown and had a blockbuster team with uh, Scott's relentless recruiting. Um, Then we kind of organically worked our way up the food chain of the men's league in New Jersey, going from the B division to the A division to the semi-pro and then uh, to the super division, um, having great success along the way. So after that, um, we decided to take the next step and try to uh, get into a national soccer league. 
and we bought a NPSL franchise in 2018. Um, so that is an uh, you know an affordable platform to give our players uh, more exposure, um, you know, on a national scale. So that's kind of where we're at today, and um, you know, it's been quite a ride. And I'm sure you're you're having a fun time running this soccer team and seeing them have such such success. I should say. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's total for both Scott and I. It's totally a side gig, you know, done late at night. We've got kind of a pretty busy jobs, but uh, you know, it's it's a labor of love, and you know, we've had some great success. And uh, the rewards really seeing some of these players develop, and some live their dreams, and some just uh, maintain playing at a high level of soccer while starting their work careers. A great answer to that first question. So one thing that I was wondering, I know a lot of fans will wonder as well, as someone who owns a lower league team in the United States playing in the NPSL, what is the role of the owner on match days and what is the role of the owner during the offseason and the season? Obviously such a small group here at FC Motown. What is that? What is that like? Yeah, um, I'll start with uh, the second part of that. In the off season, um, you know, it's the fun part as we try to have a uh, player acquisition, and that kind of sets the tone for how the season's going to go. Um, we've gotten to the point where we, you know, we have players coming to us rather than you know Scott, kind of searching the different various leagues, and he he's an expert recruiter. But now it's gotten uh, much easier. Um, and on game days, uh, our intern, Matt Lemoyne, handles uh, some responsibilities. Sachi, Allen, and Dave also handle the you know, game prep. Um, and now Scott and I just kind of, when we can make the games, we watch in the stands usually. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a labor of love, but we do most of the work at night, you know, outside of our jobs. And um, right now we're very lean, but I think we're getting better each year and, you know, trying to make a better experience for the players and hopefully the fans. So you talk about the second jobs, just go off of that a little bit, because a lot of people might be surprised that the owners also have different jobs. Oh, yeah, we uh, (laughs) this is definitely a nighttime, um, you know, very part time gig. it's a, we have a crazy amount of talent around here, so I think people are really surprised uh, to learn that we don't train much at all. Um, we basically have a pretty good Rolodex of players to uh, bring to games. And with good coaching and with a lot of talent, um, it, it's, they've kind of built on that platform to you know, deliver tons of wins. Um, the headaches are you know, registering players, logistics, uniforms, renting fields um we try to do that you know when we have spare time on weekends at night um and scott you know he's he's incredible with his uh effort and you know drive to do all that well it definitely sounds like it's a lot of time to do this club it sounds like something you definitely love and talking about the club recently the news came out about the first round of u.s open cup and today, the second round of the U.S. Open Cup was announced as well. What does it mean for FC Motown to be involved in the U.S. Open Cup every single year, it seems like, for the past three years? 
Yeah, this is uh, our fourth straight year in it, which is an incredible achievement um, for a club at our level. Um, there's only you know 90 to 100 clubs each year that make this. So, and when MLS teams take 30, and second division teams, and third division teams take another 40, there's very few uh, amateur spots for uh, clubs at our level. So, you know, Coach Hot has done a terrific job uh, getting us to the big dance each year. Um, it is literally our biggest game of the season. Um, this year starts in March, so it's kind of like the Daytona 500 in that the biggest race of the game, biggest race of the year or the biggest game of the year is our first one. Um, very, very tough matchup against New York Pancyprians. Um, they're out of the uh, – you know, the brutal Cosmo League in New York, which, you know, they're at tops there. So that's a testament to how uh, strong they are. Um, one of their star players, Andreas Cronus, played with us the last couple summers. So we're quite familiar, <coughs> quite familiar with him. Um, some other excellent players, Siobhan Brown, Adam Himeno, um, Charlie Ladula. So we will definitely have our hands full that game. Um and then I think the winner would uh, get to face St. Louis. That was announced today. And the good news for each of us is that would uh, potentially be a home game. Um, we've had the travails of traveling as an amateur club. And it's just, you know, it's so much easier to potentially pull an upset at home. Um, I think internally we were talking about, you know, it's probably worth 20% of uh, win probability. So that's really exciting news. Um, I'm sure they'll have uh, be loaded up roster, and we're trying to uh, determine our roster right now. Um, the, another interesting thing is that we have five guys in uh, USL camps right now, so our roster is really not going to shake out until you know the next month or so. So it's really a fluid situation as to uh, who we're going to really bring to the cup. And just going off of that, you did talk about the first round matchup is supposed. Or second round matchup, I should say, is going to be St. Louis. That's a long travel for them, but for a club like Motown, as you said, it's definitely nicer to have that home game being at, over at Montclair State University instead of going. I know last team, the club traveled over to the Michigan area, and I, I'm assuming that probably cost the club a lot of money. So having the cup coming back to New Jersey and staying in New Jersey for the first two rounds, just talk about like, what that means financially for the club? Uh, good question. Now, for the U.S. Open Cup, there is a decent amount of reimbursement from the U.S. Soccer Federation. So as far as, as, far as a financial uh, impact, I would say, you know, it would probably be a little more traveling. But um, obviously, from a win probability impact, um, our players will be rested, Um you know, St. Louis will be traveling. They have a late week game against Red Bull 2 in New Jersey. So, you know, who knows what type of roster they're going to put out. Um, the downside and the upside is that we're playing at the gorgeous Montclair State uh, Red Bull soccer facility. And it's an enormous field where uh, fitness will definitely be a factor. So that should, um, you know, that's something we're really paying attention to in the preseason. And let's keep talking about the U.S. Open Cup. Dan, you were telling me you're ready to announce the first official player signing for FC Motown in the U.S. Open Cup. Go ahead and tell us who will be playing for the FC Motown Celtics on March 25th against New York Pan Cyprian. Well, uh, 
Well, our first uh, big signing of the offseason, um, and this was last time this made it on to ESPN.com. So this is a big drop for your initial podcast, Charlie, breaking major sports news. Uh, we're bringing out Dilly Duca back for uh, the Open Cup, and after that we'll take it from there. But um, he loves the Open Cup. He sees it as a chance to develop a community club, uh, club uses talents to uh, potentially giant kill. Um, Dilly played with us in 2018 and um, obviously has quite a distinguished career in the MLS playing for uh, Montreal, Chicago, the Red Bulls, uh, Columbus. He played in the CONCACAF final in front of 100,000 in Azteca um, as a under-23 national team. He's as accomplished um, as you can get at our level. Um, so it is a monster signing. Um, and, you know, we're shaking the trees on some other people right now. But, uh, you know, Dilly will be the linchpin of our team. And for those who haven't followed Dilly since he played with Motown, just tell them a little bit more about where he was playing last season. Yeah, so Dilly went straight from uh, Motown. We, now, we got Dilly because he is from the area. Um, his wife had uh, twins when he was with us in 2018, and she just had another uh, beautiful baby boy um, this year. So it's kind of worked out for Motown. Um, he's, you know, he's a really good family man. He's home for a little bit. Um, but in between um, Motown and now, Motown 2018 now, he went to the Albanian club FK Partizani in the Albanian Super League. And he actually was a key factor in leading them to their first title in approximately 20 years. So it's really a crazy story in the soccer world that he essentially – went from FC Motown to the Champions League in Europe. Um, so it's a huge get. His, he's really fun to watch, very offensive. Um, his level of skill is, you know, unmatched at our level. And, um, you know, it should be, a, you know, with a guy like him, we have a chance, put it that way. Well, looking forward to seeing him in person and seeing Motown playing against New York Penn Cyprian's Freedoms. That really should be a great first-round U.S. Open Cup game. Just a reminder for everyone, that is going to be March 25th at Montclair State University at 7 p.m., and you won't want to miss it, Motown. I'm sure Danny will be tweeting some more player announcements before that game comes up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a great group of guys. We had a really powerful strong, uh, fall season in the Garden State League. Um, Got to look at some new players and... Um, it's going to be a real tough roster choices for Coach Hot. Um, very competitive right now, and as noted, you know things could change based on how uh, camps shake out. So guys may come back to us. Um, some guys actually may get contracts and still may come back to us. It depends, you know, where they're at with their life situation. Um, so, you know, it's going to be real interesting to see what that final roster is. But we'll be trickle, trickling out names in the next uh, you know, couple weeks. And that's switching the topic away from the U.S. Open Cup. One thing I did want to ask was something that I saw in the club's official Instagram handle, the club mantra being community team national ambition. Just clarify exactly what that means for the club and what the club's goal is with the national ambition that you're talking about 
Yeah, so when we were formed, we uh, Scott chose the name FC Motown, never expecting us to uh, kind of hit the levels we did. So everyone in the you know national soccer community associates us with Detroit, with the uh, Motown moniker. Um, so I just saw some St. Louis fans saying, who the hell are these guys and why aren't they playing out of Detroit today? So we never expected to hit that level. But Morristown it is a great town. It's got uh, you know 50,000 people. Morris County has 600,000 people. Um, it's definitely a market size that could fit our club. Um, and they are really treated to a great product of players. Um, I think in 2018, we were ranked 60th all in in the country, inclusive of the MLS teams by some uh, media sources. So they're getting, you know, a small town team that has uh, some really good talent. And we're just trying to build that out. Um, unfortunately, you know, given our pretty thin operation, Scott and I are more focused. We enjoy the uh, building the soccer aspect and the player acquisition more. So there's work to be done on the marketing and branding end. But I think we're, you know, slowly we're gaining uh, some following. And, um, you know, hopefully that continues to build. Yeah, I definitely have to say I saw some of the fans when they say, oh, we're playing Motown, we're going to Detroit, and then they find out, oh, wait, actually, we're we're going to Morristown, New Jersey, in this area. A lot of people don't realize Motown stands for Morristown, so I definitely see how that can be mixed up. I went to Morristown High School, so <laughs> I always I remember the, the Motown rumble, but yeah, it, it, it's something that you kind of have to... I can tell you have to get over that leap of people realizing, hey, this is Motown. This is not Detroit. This is not that area. This is New Jersey. Exactly. And, you know, our roots is in the uh, Garden State Soccer League. Um, you know, we have peers like Lansdowne Boys, uh, Newton Pride in Connecticut, Westchester uh, United in uh, Pennsylvania. And we're all really men's teams from the state leagues. And then, um, you know, we use the NPSL as our national platform, you know, to try to take our shot against the rest of the nation. Um, we have a major, major geographic advantage being, you know, in the hot soccer hotbed of New Jersey and also in the New York metropolitan area. So, you know, uh, scouting players is probably a little easier for us than, you know, most teams nationally for small towns. And also the Rebels are in our backyard. So that is, uh, you know, the ultimate uh, betting system. If a guy played in the Rebels, if he made it deep into their camp, it's an immediate target for us, given, uh, you know, there's such a world-renowned club um, from Leipzig to Salzburg to Rebel New York. So um, we definitely have advantages, but um, we try to, you know, we're a small-town small team playing St. Louis potentially. So it's pretty crazy. Well, as more people will be watching Motown in the U.S. Open Cup, hopefully they'll be learning about Morristown, New Jersey, a, a great town. You definitely can't can't fault New Jersey. It's a historical town, Morristown. It's, people should definitely come visit if they are coming from St. Louis or coming from New York Penn Cyprian's area. Always come visit and, and watch the Motown games. Yeah, and the other, uh, the one thing that's non-negotiable with our club, you know, we don't aired out for transportation or anything but we always we have a beautiful facility at Drew University um, large field uh, no football lines 
So our players have a you know a really nice environment to show off their talents with. So let's continue our talk about the team. As one of the co-owners, the question I have to ask, is there any changes that you are planning for this year at the club or any new initiatives that the fans should know about? Yeah, this is more of an internal thing, but um, you know, I'm very interested in soccer analytics. Uh, Liverpool has kind of uh, been the template with that. You know, They have chess masters and nuclear physicists in their front office kind of melding that with, uh, you know, Klopp and, you know, the soccer ops people. So we obviously won't do anything too sophisticated, but um, we're looking into, you know, delving into that new area. And I think there's definitely uh, some advantages to be gained from it. So if there's any um, aspiring, you know, data analytics people out there, we would love to uh, bring you aboard um, as kind of an internship. Um, so, you know, if we ever get the data analytics down with our you know, high level of coaching and talent, I think it would just allow us to potentially take that next step. Well, it definitely could help the club and especially help the fans if they could hear some more data coming out of the club, hear more statistics, that sort of thing coming out of most out of FC Motown. Exactly. Yeah, there'd be two components. There'd be the stuff for the you know the fans to digest the game better, and also the internal stuff where we could work on you know tactics, set pieces, how how to set up against you know probably eighty to ninety percent of the games were pretty sizable favorites, but then there's the ten to twenty percent where we're trying to uh, you know play professional teams and giant kill, and you have different setups and different. Uh, um, tactics that would work against those. So, you know, we'll be pretty rudimentary with it, but it's definitely something we are exploring this year. Well, that'll be very interesting. And if there are any fans who would, or anybody listening, they would like to get involved with the club, it's very easy. Just go to fcmotown.com and you can find your contact information there and send that to, to Dan and Scott. Well, definitely a good thing to spread some some Motown love and get some more people coming to Morristown to watch the games. Talking about fans coming to the games, if you had to have a sell for why fans in the Morris County area from the other areas that are coming to U.S. Open Cup, for anyone, why do you think they should come to Drury University during the season or come to FC Motown games in general and support this club? Good question. Um, you know, in the soccer world, many small town communities are, have a great allegiance to their teams. And in the U S you see that in some pockets like Chattanooga or, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, Detroit city is a great template. You know, they have a rollicking 7,000 person environment. Um, one of our actual players last year, Ryan Peterson, actually went to Detroit and uh, crushed it there. He said it was literally one of the best uh, soccer environments he's ever seen. So, you know, the, the folks of Morristown and Madison and the local communities, they're seeing some really, really good players. Um, last year, in kind of a down year for us, we moved six guys um, up the food chain. Um, you know, culminating with R.J. Allen going to the Philadelphia Union. Um, you know, he had a unique circumstance. He was just staying sharp with us. But um, we found some real diamonds in the rough, like Kodai Ida, uh, 
who you know is from Japan and was playing against us with the legal player card and um, you know we kind of identified him as a talent and subsequently he went to the Canadian League and now he's with Oklahoma City so while we're not our model hasn't been really to develop the youngest level of talent um, we're kind of a way station for pros um, or potential pros who just are either you know, waiting out a situation or covering from an injury or just haven't been discovered yet. And I think you'd find very few clubs in the nation who have a, as much of a pro yield as us. So, you know, the talent level is really, really good. I think, um, and also the game day environment is really nice. Uh, you know, I think the price point is $10 for adults. Kids are free. So you could have a relatively cheap uh, family environment to support, you know, a pretty flashy uh, local team. And you talk about it being a local team. When you talk about that, just expand on that a little bit more for the fans so they know, like, oh, these are guys that are going to colleges in New Jersey or live in New Jersey or kind of expand on it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So our talent pool is kind of diversified over the years. Um, we started with basically the D3 schools in New Jersey, and now that's expanded to, uh, you know, former pros, uh, high-level D1 schools. Um, we had the Notre Dame captain this uh, last summer. Um, and then we also, you know, some of these New Jersey D3 schools were getting some premium players in the NJAC conference. So, you know, there isn't really one player type that we go after exactly, but um, it's basically New Jersey-based with some New York. And then if there's a special opportunity, you know, we housed uh, Julius James from the Trinidad national team for a couple summers. So it's kind of a a hodgepodge of uh, players, but it is mostly Northern Jersey and Southern Jersey-based. Well, it definitely sounds like it's a a good team to go out and watch and support some local players, support some players that you might be seeing one year when you're going to watch your local college. And you just touching on it a little bit again, you were talking about the price being $10 for adults and free for any kids. Is there an age range for kids who who are coming in for free or is it basically just like if you're a kid? then you'll get in for free. Or if you're like 18 plus, then you pay the 10. Yeah, so I would say 16 and under is uh, free. We also give, uh, you know, former players uh, freebies. Um, we're probably a little loose with that. You know, we have an operation to run, so we're going to tighten that up a little this year. Um, because, you know, this is really a labor of love. It's it's uh, at this stage and where the fan uh, base is, it's a, uh, you know, I would say essentially a, a, a hobby, I would say. So, but, you know, any funds that we get, we would throw back into the team and give a better uh, experience for our players and coaches and fans. So everyone out there shouldn't, you know, try to chisel for these lo- small local, uh, you know, lower division teams. And, you know, if you have it, you know, support them, get merchandise, buy the tickets. Um, it's a pretty fun family environment. Well, I can say as someone who broadcasted all of the home games last year, I definitely enjoyed the game day environment. Hopefully the weather will be a little bit better this year than it was at some points last summer, but 
If you are someone in the Morristown or Morris County area, you should always just come out and support support FC Motown, support your local team. I can say, watching this team last year, this is going to be a really fun team for anyone to come watch. And it, for only $10, that's, that's, a, that's a heck of a deal. And, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, we think so, too. And, you know, obviously people like winners, so we have to do our end and, uh, you know, try to get some big runs going, get some high-profile games. Well, Dan, thanks so much for joining me on episode one of this podcast. I am so excited to get this going as a college student. Unfortunately, I have to do the Skype calls, but as the season comes comes into comes into the NPSL season, I'll be back home and I'll be doing these podcasts in person. So you'll be hearing a lot better audio, hopefully. But thank you so much for putting up with this. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Um, you know. I'll be guest one, but hopefully we'll have some much uh, higher profile guests along the way. Um, you know, in, it's exciting, you know, to develop our, our young coach, Sachi, who's, you know, took a big step forward. And, you know, part of the ecosystem is developing young broadcasters, announcers, soccer ops people. So it's kind of all part of our mission. So we're, we're very, very excited to have you uh, aboard for this season. It's been, you know, such a pleasure having you so far. And uh, hopefully... We'll give you some uh, exciting games to uh, comment on. Hopefully we'll have another great season. Last year, I have to say, the uh, Keystone Conference Championship game, that was that was a very fun game to commentate. Well, I will catch up with you another time, Dan. We'll see you around at the games. You'll be in the stands, and fans, they can they can come and say hi to you too as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you got to stay away from Scott, though, if there's young kids around, so... <laughs> um, no, we'll, we'll hopefully be a little calmer this year, um, and you know, we enjoy any fans, and it, it's it's always uh, any support is welcome. Well, thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Thanks so much, Charlie. Have a great night. Well, that was co-owner of FC Motown Dan Carrison joining me on episode one of the Around the Green podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for joining me for episode one. You won't want to miss the rest of the interview series, as I will have some big names joining me. See you next episode.